This is a podcast by the Business Times, presented by OCBC. We shouldn't even be talking about the benefits of digitalization anymore, especially since seniors are becoming more comfortable being online. In fact, almost 90% of seniors own smartphones. Actually, that might not be so accurate in determining their comfort level with smartphones. My mom has one. She never uses it. Anyway, that's a stat from the inaugural Singapore Digital Society report by IMDA that came out in November 2023. For more insights, we talked to Serene Ko, Head of Group Digital Business and Transformation Global Consumer Financial Services, OCBC, to see what we should be talking about then. This is Tech in Finance. Serene, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Last we spoke, Serene, it was about the future being in true digitalization being digital first and all that, I guess the concern is how inclusive that would be. What do you think? We need to continue to invest in digitalization to empower our customers and their workforce. So two in three of OCBC's customers are active on our internet and mobile banking platforms, and it gives them true benefits from real-time and straight-through capabilities that are available 24 by 7. Digitalization has also allowed us to transform the way we collaborate and work in the office, lifting productivity, allowing us to optimize resources as well as workspace. But we cannot ignore the fact that one in three customers still prefer or need the human touch point. For example, as we age, we do see customers having physical challenges using or navigating our digital tools. Small font size on mobile apps become difficult to read or they may fear punching in an amount, missing a decimal place resulting in an incorrect payment. But having said that, Singapore has been very progressive in digital inclusiveness. There are a lot of initiatives from both public and private sector to uplift our digital skill sets and reduce the digital divide. For OCBC as a trusted financial services provider, I do believe we have a big role to play and we must continue to innovate to make digital services available and inclusive as much as possible. Hmm. The government's always been talking about digital first doesn't mean digital only. Maybe tell us what OCBC thinks that means. Uh, For OCBC, digital first means to have digital as part of the organization's DNA, but we want to always design for one-and-done experiences for both our customers and our employees using technology and digital tools. So a few examples of one-and-done experiences could be customers using our OCBC digital app. For example, if you want to travel and you want to leave your credit card in Singapore, you can use the OCBC digital app to lock up your OCBC credit card and leave it in Singapore while you're overseas, uh, maybe for a week or two. Or it can also be for complex wealth transactions that you are doing with a OCBC relationship manager where they have access to real-time pricing capabilities to price your products and is able to complete the transaction with you in one call. So these are one-and-done experiences that we want to deliver for our customers as well as our employees. Digital only means offering a product or service on digital channels only. So a lot of digital banks operate on this basis. So at OCBC, we have both digital and human touch points. And we take an omni-channel approach when we design experiences for our customers and employees for products and services that we offer. So we look at two broad dimensions. First, we consider the product and service life cycle, how we want the customers to experience the product or the service at each stage. Second, we consider the various channels that we have. So we have our mobile banking app, ATMs, branches, or contact center. And we look at these channels and we determine what channels is needed to support the customer interaction and which channels will be primary, secondary, or not required. So we are after digital first experiences, but we will not forget the human touch point. I guess it feels a little unfair. Say you are somebody who is just not comfortable with digital. There are those digital-only products that you were talking about. That way you can't access those, right? 
Mm, yes. So, in how might you be then digitally assisting those who require it, so to speak? So we look at it two ways primarily. So first is um, what we spoke about earlier, the digital first approach. So we have our human touch points. So when customers come to the branches or call our contact center executives and request for a service, we will want to take in this service request, but we want to complete the processing immediately so that there is no follow-up or call or visit needed. So this is what we call digitally assisting the customers in processing and completing their requests as soon as we can. And in most cases, immediately. So enabling straight through processing at our human touch points has always been a big focus for us in our digital transformation journey. And we have made very good progress in this area. The second way that we are digitally assisting the customer is through the human touch we have in our branch network. So we have digital ambassadors and workshops in branches to allow customers to have a first-hand experience navigating the digital services we have on our app or on our ATMs with the help of an OCBC employee. So we started running a digital silver education program last year where we have a one-on-one training session with customers who are 60 years and above. And we have an OCBC volunteer who will teach them how to use basic services on our app, how to check account balances, um, how to look at transaction history, and more importantly, how to link their pay now using their NRIC number so that they can receive government payouts automatically into their link bank account and not have to wait for letters from the government. And also how to protect themselves, what features are available. For example, what is kill switch? So if they do fear that their accounts have been compromised, where can they find the kill switch feature and how do they activate the service? So we also take the session to educate them on techniques used by scammers so that they are aware and they can enjoy the benefits of digital services and yet not fall prey to scammers. Still to come, There are gaps that still exist in one's journey to maximise the benefits of digital banking. How is OCBC closing them? More with Serene in a moment. This episode of Tech in Finance is presented by OCBC. And now back to the podcast. We're speaking to Serene Cole, who's from OCBC. She's the head of Group Digital Business and Transformation, Global Consumer Financial Services. Serene, earlier we were talking about digitally assisting people who require it. Let's say mature workers that OCBC has, how is management helping them when it comes to adapting to these digital tools that they need now to do their work? So this challenge, I must say, is not unique to mature workers. I also do observe this in younger workers as well. So it is really uh, about moving past the inertia to change and this um, status quo mentality, right? If things ain't broken, right, why change the process? And then getting people to learn and adapt to new processes and new ways of working and then subsequently embracing them. So the organisation is helping these uh, workers from two aspects. So first is to provide the learning tool for them from a self-development perspective. So employees do have access to some 14,000 internal courses on our online learning catalogue. So many of them are one or two hours long, very bite-sized. So they can sign up for as many as they wish, right? depending on their areas of interest or areas where they think that where there's a knowledge gap and they would wish to close and find out more about the topic. 14,000 is a lot, yes. though, Serene. And the issue that come up for some people as they navigate is options paralysis. So many things, I don't know what I should be looking at or learning. So there are many, many topics. So they are wide ranging. So it includes soft skills, tips to work effectively from home, for example, or very technical knowledge. If you want to find out more about data science, data visualization, AI, cybersecurity, there are also online courses on that. 
we also do provide mentorship as well as coaching sessions for some of these workers. So if they do feel that a senior manager can help them decipher what courses is more relevant for the work they're doing or for new opportunities that they want to pursue, then they can reach out and from there receive guidance on what they should do and what topics uh, they should be looking out for. Uh, then we go back to the second aspect, which is being inclusive in our change and transformation process. So when it comes to changing mindset and ways of working, I am a big believer of a bottoms-up approach. Driving change, we must make sure that the people doing the processes, explaining the workflows to our customers, are convinced the change benefits and will improve their productivity and uplift their skill sets. So we do um, a lot of this in the initiatives that we implement, especially when it involves the branches, our premier centres and the contact centre. So customer-facing functions. So this human touch points to us is very important and they make the difference in us building long-lasting and trusting relationships with our customers. So for example, um, in a implementation, we usually try to involve these end users as early as we can, for example, right from the requirements gathering. Once we understand their needs or their pain points, we will create prototypes if possible so that they can go through their workflows on their own, give us feedback, and we also appoint change champions within the teams so that they can drive the changes together with the implementation team. So we're not just talking about the non-digitally savvy, it's actually people who are stubborn, shall we say. Beyond yes, that too. <laughs> so beyond sending them for courses, getting a manager to talk to them? Are there other things that could help them out to change their mindset? Uh, it is really about then the management, setting the right tone, walking the talk. I personally also have challenges using new technology. For example, recently we rolled out the OCBC GPT. So it is AI capability that we all employees have. Right, I'm able to ask GPT to, for example, help me answer question, right, answer mm. questions to this uh, podcast. Or if I want to write a requirement to build a journey on the app, I can also ask OCBC GPT to do it for me. Um, so these are ways employees must be able to experience this. It's a long journey for us as well. So we started the prototype a few months ago. Then we have small groups of employees going through the prototype, telling us, how to make it better, how to make it relevant, how can the AI learn alongside them. And we just rolled out to all our employees about a few weeks back. And we have received a lot of feedback, a lot more improvements we need to do. So we need to also change our mindset that transformation is an iterative process. We will learn, hopefully feel fast, learn and change. Kind of a journey. Yes, it is a journey. And I'm happy to share that we do see many employees embracing this change and they do see the uplift in their productivity as well as their skill sets. And digital is everywhere. On our own, we can't live without a mobile device. There are so many things, right, the device helps us to do that allows us to spend precious time, right, with our loved ones and whatnot. So there are benefits to digitalization and it's then going to the ground and driving the change together with the teams. Do you think there's still a gap, though, that exists in this journey to maximize the benefits of digital banking? I mean, you've talked about so many things. There's omni-channel banking and there's the digital-only products, but digitally-assisted ones as well. Sounds like you've covered everything or not? Uh, yes, there are. There is, um, to me, it's still largely about education. For example, within the OCBC digital app, we have hundreds of features. So how do we educate our customers and make them aware that many of the things that they want to do, they do not have to visit the branch. It's just a few clicks away through the app. So it is to raise the awareness of these benefits and these services and also to tell them what are the associated risks of digital services, which I think many customers still do not understand enough. 
So what are these risks and what they can do and what features are available to address this risk? So for example, in OCBC, we have the kill switch feature. So if they feel that their accounts are compromised, they activate kill switch, all the digital credentials will be frozen, locked. No one will be able to access their accounts. Recently, we also rolled out the money lock feature. If you know that you only spend about $1,000 a month, all access funds, you can use this feature to lock up. And the funds can only be released via the OCBC ATM or if you walk into our branches or call contact center. So this is another feature that is available, which allows you to bank with us digitally, but in a very safe and secure manner. So it is then our responsibility to go through the various channels that's available and platforms available to educate customers of this security features that's available that can help secure their funds and allow them to bank with us digitally, safely and securely. Thank you so much for your time today, Serene. Thank you. We've been speaking to Serene Ko, Head of Group Digital Business and Transformation, Global Consumer Financial Services at OCBC. I'm Howie Lim. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of Tech in Finance. This episode of Tech in Finance podcast was presented by OCBC. 